Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And you're listening to our You're Watching This Again series on uh, movie series, movie review series. Uh, this week we are doing Police Academy 5. Simon, Simon Mi- Miami, Miami Beach. Beach. <laughs> oh, we butchered that. Terrible. That was uh, awful. That was awful. Uh, this movie released uh, March 18th, 1988, starring Bubba Smith, David Graff, Michael Winslow, Leslie Easterbrook, Marion Ramsey, Janet Jones, Lance Kinsley, Matt McCoy, G.W. Bailey, and George Gaines. Written by Stephen Couric and directed by Alan Merson, Eddie. Warning, this is a full spoiler podcast. If you haven't seen the movie, please come back when you have. We are discussing our favourite movies and ones we've seen way too many times. And this is Jared's pick. And this one was truly a punishment. (laughs) This was awful. (laughs) That moment where you're going... What am I doing with my life here? <laughs> what have I done? Watching this movie. Uh, the other ones I found tolerable. And I, I know there was some there comfort was, I was, found in watching them. Yeah. So sort of like the episodes of Buffy, like even the really bad episodes, you can normally find something that's endearing within those episodes. Mm. This one. Yeah. This one was I, a real miss. I oh. actually sat there trying to figure out you sat there struggling to stay awake. Okay, <laughs> I had to watch it twice because I fell asleep the first time. I was like, it was Whoops. like a, it was like a cold, rainy day, and I was all snuggled up on the couch with a mm. nice warm uh, blanket, and and yeah. I could not keep my eyes open. <laughs> struggled this. with that one. Uh, yeah, I pretty much fell asleep towards the end, and I couldn't mm. remember. <laughs> like I was sort of dozing in and out in the end. In the end. I know. We're doing this for research purposes. You've got to stay awake at least. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was, I was trying to work out why this one, like, because they're all, they're all pretty bad, but this one is just, and as it, as it goes with the other, like when you compare it to the other movies, there's not really that much difference, except that this one kind of feels like it was made as a cut, like as a purely a kid's movie. Yeah, it does seem very dumbed down. I mean, not the other one, not though the other ones were highbrow or anything, but this one seemed very kid friendly. Yeah, yeah, so there's now zero, like, there's none of those adult jokes, so to speak. And the ones that are in there just do not work at all. Well, they're all just usually to do with boobs, aren't they? Which are kind yeah, of kids' jokes. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of those jokes just don't land very well. Like there's that one at the start where she like falls into his crutch mm. and I'm just in there going, what? Like everyone's just kind of standing around. It's, I'm, like, I'm like going, is, is that meant to be funny? Like she's just yeah, face planted into his, his crutch. Well, I, yeah. I think it's trying to sort of uh, reconstruct the... What happened in the, the first The first one, one yeah. Yeah. It but just, it, it was just really awkward, wasn't it? It was really yeah. awkward. Yeah. Wasn't sure. It wasn't funny, and uh, yeah, mm. yeah. And his reaction to it was, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and it, well, actually, Jared, you should probably get the summary out of the right, let's quickly this do one. this. This isn't a very long one, so I don't want to drag this out for hours. Let's get into it. Captain Harris finally finds a way to become commandant of the police academy. The incumbent commandant Lassard is past due for mandatory retirement. Meanwhile, 
Lassard is chosen as Police Officer of the Decade. He brings his favourite graduates, Sergeant Hightower, Jones, Tacklebury, Hooks, Lieutenant Callahan, and new graduate Officer Thomas House Cronklin to the National Police Chiefs Convention in Miami Beach to celebrate with him. His retirement is postponed until after his return. Harris and Proctor decide to travel down to Miami Beach to discredit Lassard once again so Harris can attempt to again take over the police academy for himself. But Harris and Proctor are tricked into chartering an old rickety cargo flight down to Florida while the police academy group travels aboard a 747 plane. While there, they meet Commandant Lassard's nephew, Sergeant Nick Lassard of the Miami Police Department. At the airport, Lassard unwittingly takes a bag belonging to jewel thieves containing stolen diamonds. As the jewel thieves try to get the bag back, the hijinks ensues, including Lassard trying to guess the annual procedural demonstration. At the award ceremony, when the jewel thieves kidnap Commandant Lassard, he goes willingly, thinking it is indeed a procedural demonstration. It launches a negotiation, which Captain Harris botches, getting himself captured as well. A chase across the Everglades ensues to rescue the oblivious and absent-minded Commandant. During the chase, Harris falls overboard and is nearly eaten by a large alligator until Hightower dives into water to rescue him and subdue the alligator. When the chase leads to the end, Lassard is held at gunpoint by the jewel thief's leader, still thinking that it's a demonstration. When Nick tells his uncle that it isn't a demonstration, the early commandant knocks the jewel thief by himself and captures him. At a ceremony, Commissioner Hurst announces that Commandant Lassard will be allowed to continue his duties as Commandant until he sees fit to retire, and Hightower is promoted to Lieutenant for saving Harris's life during the rescue. Lassard is seen proudly graduating the new class. As Harris is about to sit down, Proctor tries to help but kicks the chair too hard sending both it and Harris on a collision into the drum set. As the police marching band walks off in parade, Harris is seen screaming for Proctor's help the end. All right. Okay, Eddie. Um, so, over to you. What do you want to start with this? So with this one, as I said, this it feels like a kid's movie. And part of that is the main bad guys are so oh. cartoony. <laughs> they're like some, they're literally something from a Looney Tunes episode. Hey, hey boss. Hey, boss. <laughs> boss. Huh. Sure, boss. What are you going to do, huh? You gonna do, huh? Yeah. And Breaking they, out, see? And they just walk around muttering the whole time, going, oh, look at them. Yeah, <laughs> look at that, boss, eh? <laughs> oh, keep, keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> keep your eyes on the prize, right? <laughs> see? <laughs> sure, boss, boss, yeah. Hey, boss, hey, boss. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, and, yeah, as, and as I was saying before, all the dirty adult comedy is gone. It's all very, very juvenile based. As you said, all around boobs. Boobs and farts. <laughs> boobs and farts. Um, and there is also a scene where Tackleberry scares away a shark with a gun and Hightower wrestles an alligator. <laughs> okay, so is that uh, is that the epitome of jumping the shark, of drowning the alligator or something, yeah. fighting the alligator? Like that was – I actually kind of do like the way the shark scene is – I mean, it's, it's ripping off jaws. It's, it's playing yeah. right in the jaws, but I just do like the shot of where you see the head of the shark sort of swimming through the water and a gun pointing at its head. Yes. I did think that was quite clever. Now, like, you just see this, this uh, gun. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of really male gazy kind of uh, 
camera shots where they just spend a little too much time doing close-ups on female. Leslie Easterbrook's boobs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or and, But then there's that other new generic blonde love interest yeah. who gets introduced and she's introduced in like she's poolside and they they linger a little bit too long. <laughs> and she's doing this weird pose. Like she's like trying to like put her foot in the water. So she's like sticking her butt out and like contorting herself in a really, really awkward manner. Yeah. That and you, the camera, you wouldn't stand like that. And the camera just kind of pans along her entire body <laughs> for, I don't know, it felt like a full two minutes of just like gawking at her body. <laughs> and she's in like a silver... I don't even know what you call that material. It's like this super, super... Sort of satin sort of... No, it's like sort of this super duper shiny silver... Yeah, yeah. I do remember those type of swimsuits. It was... uh, They were very see-through from memory too. (laughs) Yeah, so... um, But yeah, I think the main characters who are missing from this is Mahoney... But I didn't. I never actually really liked Mahoney that much. I actually didn't think he was that important. Yeah. Uh, and the new guy Nick, he's he's pretty much identical. Oh, he is awful. I I never <laughs> liked. I mean, I liked I liked Mahoney. I never liked Nick. Uh, he he was the obvious replacement. Uh, Lassard's nephew. nephew, which is a fourth member of his family we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was never never a fan of Nick. I don't know. Uh, there was there was something. I don't know, like used car salesman about him yeah, or something. Yeah, oh, the fact the fact that when you first meet him, he goes up to um, silk generic blonde number five, uh, <laughs> and he just starts massaging her her shoulders poolside. Well, yeah, you do that, don't you? No, you absolutely do not. And yeah, she does end up throwing him in the bastard. Pool. And he quite deserved. That. Yeah, well, that that was kind of. That was kind of good. It, it made up for it. Like, you know, go up laying a hand on a woman and she throws you in the pool. And you're like, yeah, I deserve that. But then there's other, there are other scenes with um, like Harrison Proctor are hitting oh, us. Oh, when, when they're hitting on those. Oh. oh. And he's just what, like. Was, what was the thing he was doing where he was shaking the change? Maybe he's, maybe he's like, Proctor, you got some coins? And he goes up to the girl and he's shaking the change. And he's I like, oh, are you a, a, Libra. a, Virgo, a Libra? Are you a Virgo? <laughs> I, I was like, what the hell is that pickup line? <laughs> what was the. Sh- it was like. <laughs> I have no idea. It's from something I've never, I I've never no seen idea. that before. I mean, I've always seen this in the movie, but I don't think I've. I'm not sure what the hell that was. <laughs> I thought there was some sort of punchline. I thought he was working and, up to but something. He was, he was fully just like, "Do you want to just go up to my room?" <laughs> that was his pickup line. Was the shaking Come the. On. He was shaking the, <laughs> the thing. He was shaking that coin going, are you a Libra? And then like after five seconds after that, he's just like, hey, do you just want to come up to my room? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. So some very sleazy, creepy kind of manoeuvres going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm watching those going, oh, that's a. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Yeah, um, oh, you real. I really missed. So probably my favourite thing about the last movie was Bobcat. Oh yeah, and his yeah. little love interest. <laughs> that was that was very sweet. Mm. That was, um, uh, and I kind of missed uh, Bobcat and Sweet Chuck in this one. And apparently that he's not in it because of, there was a pay dispute. Yeah, and because he wasn't in it, they didn't bother getting uh, Sweet Chuck Tim Krasinski in it. They're yeah. like, oh, if he's not in it, then we won't get him. So that was that. Yeah. Um, they solely worked off each other. So. I did, yeah, and it's a, such a shame too. I think it would have been good to see 
Um, I would I would have loved to have seen a uh, bobcat in like his you know his battle jacket you know <laughs> <laughs> and like um, Hawaiian board shorts. Yeah, or Hawaiian shirt. I would love to have seen him in Hawaiian shirt. I think that would suit him actually. Uh, yeah, and you could probably do some like senior citizen jokes with Jim Krasinski. You know, yeah, because a lot of senior citizens live in yes. California. Yeah, uh, uh, Florida, I should say. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Could have been some jokes you could have done there. It, it could have worked. Um, but yeah, as far as the jokes, it just really weren't that many funny ones. I, no. I barely laughed. I think I, I don't laughed. think I did at all. I think I laughed once at the the fart in the elevator. <laughs> it was more of a so lowbrow. It was just a little. <laughs> yeah, I I did see this movie in the cinemas. Um, I do remember like Police Academy four and onwards coming out. Like I don't remember three, or two, or one, but I do remember four coming out. I don't know if I saw that at the cinemas, but I definitely saw number five and six. And I do remember those scenes got a lot of laughs at the time. Okay. Yeah, I, I can remember the the crowd going a bit, you know, laughing at that. And it being a very young crowd too. So I would have been about eight or seven oh, years old when it, when hang it came on, out. I think, actually, I can think of one other scene that made me kind of snicker. And it's when Tackleberry's acting like a little kid and he won't share the guns. <laughs> he's going a bit nuts at the gun range, yeah. Yeah, and, he, and he's hugging the guns mm. and he's like, and um, Callahan comes in and starts being mum. <laughs> you have, to give, you have to give them back. I'll buy you some new ones when we get <laughs> home. I'll get you some of your very own just as soon as we get yeah, home. That was funny, that one. And I, I actually do like Michael Winslow's The Love Doctor. I'm not going to try and do that, but when he does that deep throat voice, like it sounds like Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. That is real raw, Cookie Monster uh, voice. That yeah. love Doctor. No, I can't do it. I'll play it. You've tuned to Larville Jones on the KWURST radio, and now the Love Doctor. I want you to come here, baby. <laughs> you and me, yeah, all the way. Come on down. Let's get down, baby, because I need you. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no, you're right. A lot of, yeah. I don't know. They kept doing the same fucking joke with hooks over and over and over again. Her screaming. Yeah, her yelling. But they do it a few too many times. They do, yeah, yeah. She got a bit more screen time and, yeah, and yeah. dialogue. She, de- she definitely I got more screen time. I think because the, the bit of a cast. Little, been a, it's the a cast, smaller cast. Smaller cast, yeah. yeah. So the, she got a bit more sort of uh, dialogue to do. And yeah. I, I think I did actually like that. Yeah. And I think that you spend a little bit too much time with Harris as well. Like you spend a lot of time with the bad guys in this movie. Hmm. Like a lot of time with the yeah. bad guys. Yeah. Um, And I don't know whether that's a good thing. Because, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, there aren't any interesting new characters introduced. No, yeah. Like whereas most of the other ones would have these other kind of yeah. um, characters introduced into it. Yeah. Well, it would have been Mahoney, but instead we got... Nick. Nick. <laughs> Nick the Dick. Better known as Nick the Dick. Nick the what? The Dick. Uh, so the, the villain... Uh, now, pretty much both of those guys are nobodies. Uh, but the main one, uh, played by Rene, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Abajonis. Abajonis. I don't know if there's like meant to be pronounced with a Y or Abajonis or something. Uh, he has, just look him up. He has been in everything, lots of TV shows. Pretty much, if I'm going to ask you which one, I'll just say all of them. All of them. 
Is that, the done deep, all of them. is that the Deep Space? Uh, yeah, Deep Space Nine, Odo. So that's the pale sort of looking Yeah, because I was guy. looking at him going, oh, God, he looks very familiar. But then again, he just looks like a cartoon character. Like everything looks slightly exaggerated. Like yeah. his hair's kind of a little, like it's kind of. It's very gangstery looking. I think they're going for that sort of Miami Vice sort of look with their yeah. villain. Yeah. yeah. I do remember there's sort of been a spout of these kind of movies out in the 80s, like Weekend at Bernie's and I think Revenge of the Nerds 2, where they're all set on these sort of tropical... Yeah, tropical settings. Yeah, yeah. Definitely was a, a, a fad, I guess, at some stage. Yeah. 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 Definitely noticed that. Uh, oh, sadly, he passed away uh, only a couple of years ago. So, at the age of 72. So... Hats off to Renee Abajunos. Abajunos? I'm not going to say it right. Uh, <laughs> never regretted any role he did. He said he had a ball doing this. Yes, actually, I did read that. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, because he said he wasn't getting roles like that anyway. It's not a role you get every day. So yeah. he just turned it up to 11. He knew what movie he was in. And he played <laughs> and he played the role that he was supposed to, he was well, he came off to do. As, well, he came off as a cartoon character, and I guess that's what they were that's, going that's for. That's what they wanted. That's what they got. Um, I wanted to mention... Uh, the Mayor of Miami, played by James Hampton. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the father from Teen Wolf. Uh, I, don't, okay. I always yeah. recognise that guy. Um, been in lots of films. Also, there's Hangar a- 18. Do you ever see that film? No. Yeah. Also, there's a little Jer- Jerry O'Connell is in Jerry it. Jerry O'Connell little cameo. Yes. Uncredited. Yes. I recognised him straight away. Yeah. As soon from as I saw him, he's on the beach. I think it's where Proctor is trying to catch the. No, frisbee. no, no. It's when. Um, oh, they the write, dork scene? When they write dork. Oh, the dork. Okay. Because there were a few dork. things that I. Like, so I'm pretty sure I had this movie on VHS, like taped off the TV. Yeah. So I think this is out of all of them. I think I probably watched this one the most. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, but all I could really remember was the sunscreen, <laughs> like <laughs> them writing dork. Because yeah. I remember I didn't actually know what a dork was. I remember going, what does dork mean? <laughs> that, that's how young I was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Never heard of a dork. Now, bringing up sunbathing, now I wanted to talk about sunbathing. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to watch uh, movies from the 80s and people sunbathing. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm guessing people, well, people do still sunbathe, but I just, I don't think it's as common as it was back in those days. Yeah. Sunbathing. The idea of actually putting oil on your skin to make your skin cook. Yeah. Do I mean people don't actually do that anymore, do they? I don't know because when I go to the beach, I I lather it on. I I lather on the sunscreen. I also use that uh, that fifty plus one with the zinc in it. Yeah. So you're like white for like three days afterwards (laughs) because I do not care to ever get a suntan. Yeah. Um. But that was such a common thing back in those but days. But it was wasn't funny it? when we came back from Queensland and we did not have a suntan at all. It didn't look like we'd been on holidays anywhere. <laughs> but that, that was always <laughs> the thing. Like I can remember in school, like uh, a guy was trying to tell he didn't want to play football for a couple of weeks, so he told told the team that he w- went to Queensland. And the first thing they asked, "Oh yeah, where's your tan?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to call him out <laughs> of his lie because that was the thing. You go, out, you get a tan, and I, I just don't know people who do that anymore. I'm just maybe I'm a bit older, or you know, uh, most girls go and get themselves a spray tan. Well, that's what I mean. So no one's actually purposely going out and putting oil to cook themselves. No, no people don't do that anymore. And um, well, some pe- I'm guessing some people do. I mean, guess I'm- some people do, but it was pretty common, like to do that. And you know, please get out of my sun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, that, that's a line you don't hear much these days, do you? No. Please get out of my son. Yeah, please don't say that again. <laughs> please don't say that again. Mm. Isn't that what the, the that father what, said to the priest? No, that's what the guy said to Michael Jackson at the beach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was close. Yeah. Um, Either of those ones could have worked. Yeah, yeah. So sunbathing, um, then solariums, I suppose, became popular. But they're actually banned in Victoria at the moment. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think in the whole of Australia, possibly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was. A, I don't know, but then again, the sun in Australia is. Yeah, it's just the a sun's little, as bad as everywhere it is. Well, it's. A I'll lot tell you, it wasn't as bad as in Egypt because I think of all the all the sand in the air and stuff. It was always sort of hazy. Probably the pollution as well. Mm. I felt like I didn't get burned there, but it was always hot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, solariums uh, banned. I actually knew. A family who's because we had a, there was a case called Oliver's Law that was installed in Victoria, possibly Australia, and it was a woman who had actually got skin cancer from a solarium. Yeah, and she was she was actually half Asian, so she wasn't white as as a ghost or anything. Yeah. she was already fairly tanned, and um, yeah, she campaigned, and I actually met the I've actually met the family before. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Um, and it was pretty sad. She ended up passing away from it too. So that's why solariums are banned in Australia. So just even the idea of purposely cooking yourself just, I don't know, seems foreign to me now. Like I, I, I never intentionally burned myself, but I got burned a couple of times and maybe I could have been a little more careful. But. Yeah, I've, I've been burnt, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, mainly because I haven't been, I haven't reapplied. Like I would have just to reapply to get you. It's the reapplying yeah. the sunscreen that always gets yeah, me. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that had happened a couple of times. In Mallorca. Oh, that oh. One, that time in Mallorca was the <laughs> fucking well. That was worse because the sand was so white that you didn't realize how much of a reflection. Yeah. It was like it was. I think that's the worst I've ever been burnt in my entire life. Yeah. My whole body. And the was other on thing, fire. the other thing was, it was hard to get. You couldn't get anything over like four plus. Yeah, sunscreen. the sunscreen over there is shit house. It was like water. And I think by eight, that stage, plus, no. When I went to yeah. yeah uh, mainland Spain, the we'd best run I could out, get was eight plus. We ran out of sunscreen and all we could buy was like eight plus. Terrible. Which is just yeah. unheard of here. Like, mm. as I said, 50, 50. plus. <laughs> I use 50 64, isn't it? 64 plus? I think it's 64. No, I use the 50 plus with the zinc. Is it? Hang yeah. on, I'm just trying to think. Doesn't no, it go mother- like that's, that's 16, that. 32, 64? Doesn't it sort of go like that? Mm-mm. No? Okay. No. All right. So. Moving on from sunbathing. <laughs> I'm pretty much done with my talking points. Jared, okay. did you want to say say anything? Uh, so had Steve Guttenberg appeared in this movie, it was him that was meant to get promoted, not Hightower. Okay. <laughs> so Steve Guttenberg doesn't appear in any – like I think he pretty much refused to do any more Police Academy movies after yeah, this one. that was it. He was done, um, which I think he later regretted. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Work is work, huh? Yeah. Because I don't think he did a lot lot more work after oh, he, this. He did a few things. There was a few movies he did. The Invisible Man. I remember that mm. one. Three Men oh, and the Baby. Three Men and the Baby. Yeah. So, yeah, he did have a bit of a Was career. he in Short Circuit? Yes, he was. Yeah. 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 I think that would have been during this, though. He okay. would have done it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, he was in Short Circuit, too, which I think is probably the better one. <laughs> um, I know, hearing Johnny Five say, I'm so pissed. <laughs> It's kind of hilarious. Oscar, you will not get away. 
I am really pissed off. Um, so Proctor's humming the Police Academy theme song in one scene. Yeah. Which is kind of meta. Yeah, a little bit. So does that mean the Police Academy theme song exists in the Police Academy universe? Well, isn't that what they're playing at the, like, all of those ceremonies and stuff? Well, at they're the end playing... are, they are, yeah. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So it must be like their, poli- like their Academy theme song. Theme yeah. song. It is now, yeah. Which, uh, no Police Academy anymore, too. So the previous movie was the last time we saw a police academy, an <laughs> yes. actual police academy. So the set that they used, uh, it's a university or something now. I think it used mm. to be a mental asylum. We've we spoken about that before. So they, they don't ever use that set ever again. Yeah. So And I think this they used a high school and it looks very it looks lazily weird. done. Yes. Just, they've just slapped on police academy sign up there on like the top of a building. And say, so, okay, that's it. That's the police academy now. Yeah. So pretty much none of the films are based in the police academy anymore. Yeah. So no more police academy in the police academy movies? Yes, there's no more police academy in the police academy mm, movies. Yeah. I don't even I can't even remember how they worked the police academy into the next two. I'm I'm curious as well, uh the next one. I I think there's a scene at the start at the at the very last one, whether at the police academy, but I think it's like they're in a room, like they're not actually, you know, seeing guys run around in groups training or anything like that. Mm. Now, the next movie I remember kind of liking. Uh, I'm curious to know because it does seem a slow... Degradation. Of, yeah, degradation of uh, each the quality, film. The quality gets worse and it worse. It is, yeah. So I'm, I'm be surprised to go up, but it has to go up from this one. I've just, I, I firmly believe that. Um, Actually, is the next one the one where Jonesy like, does like his Terminator impression? That's oh, cool. I think it. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh damn it! You spoiled that. For, I would. I would. I would have completely forgotten about that. Yeah. If it is a robot, of course it makes sense now. <laughs> um. No blue oyster bar too. Oh, we don't yeah. see the blue oyster bar ever again. Aww. Unless you got like the red lobster bar in in Russia or something. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Surely they could have done something similar if in like. This one. Yeah, I think the Blue Oyster Bar would probably be a good place to open up in Florida by the sounds <laughs> of it. <laughs> that place would be rocking. Yeah. Um, oh, Limbo's pretty f- fun to watch. People, especially Leslie Estabrook well, that, doing, a, <laughs> doing a Limbo. Again, that was one of those scenes where the camera is just lingering a little too long on that mm. angle of her <laughs> going under the Limbo. <laughs> She struggled to get underneath it. And it was a bit similar to this, the beach party in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of Leslie Easterbrook, uh, so the scene where she sings Ride of the Valkyries. Ah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so apparently that wasn't in the script, but uh, I think apparently during takes she got a bit bored and started singing it out of nowhere. And um, <laughs> apparently they absolutely loved it and uh, kept it in the film. And what sent me down a dark rabbit hole, well, not a dark rabbit hole, it's a good rabbit hole, is uh, she is an opera singer. Yes. Sergeant Callahan, Lieutenant Callahan, is, Leslie Estabrook is a accomplished opera singer. And she, uh, it was hard to find footage of it, but I did find one thing that she sang on. Don't think the sound quality is going to be very good. Yeah, uh, so it was her, I just found it then, it was her singing at Super Bowl 17, so I think it's 
three, maybe, or something. Uh, her singing at the Super Bowl. Now, the audio on this is terrible, so I'm just going to play a little bit of it here. Easterbrook Super Bowl 17 National Anthem. So, yeah, she is a place trumpet and piano as well, apparently. So, multi-talented. There you go. A round of applause for Leslie Easterbrook. There you go. So, uh, the chase scene at the end. So, mm-hmm. we've had we've had pretty climactic endings uh, for the past few episodes. Ep- episodes, movies. This one was a bit of a meh, very meh, wasn't it? Well, it was probably a bit hard to top the (laughs) aeroplane. And the hot air balloon. Hot air balloon. They went all out on that one, didn't they? And the the previous one was the jet skis. Yeah. Oh, we did get a jet ski, a wave runner. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was pretty hard to top. I mean, the budget on this was like... Uh, it was like fifteen million, but they made back like fifty four. So that they made bank on this film. There's no doubt about that. But they didn't really go all out for the big, huge, climactic. And as you said, you fell asleep during that chase scene. It was pretty it darn went boring. On a really long time. On the, uh, like what, what, a really long time. On the swamp boats that they had. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the swamp boats, and they're like they're on a leisure liner thing, and then there's swamp boats, and then there's a jet ski, and uh, well, they're not even really. Just, he's just sort of riding along in the jet ski. He's not really chasing anything. Mm. It's, it's not even not a big spectacular sort of stunt chase, is it? So, and that was I something. Don't, that I don't think there's really much you can do with those swamp boats. Do you, <laughs> you just go forward, yeah. <laughs> Can't go over jumps and do backflips no. and stuff. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been on one of those? No. Yeah, I've been on one. Yeah, they were really fucking loud. Yeah, so you can't yeah. have a conversation. It's it's struggled to. Yeah, um, I do remember we're wearing earmuffs. So, because uh, they were quite loud. Mm. Um, so, okay. You have never been on one? No. No, yeah. yeah we don't, I don't know if we even have them here. I suppose it, someone would have them. Some sort of. I doubt it. Marshes and stuff like that. That's what they're really good for. Mm, yeah. I don't think we sort of have like what we have, what the Everglades. Yeah, not. Well, there's bits and pieces, but not enough to sustain to have one of those things mm. or to have numerous amounts of those things. Actually, I can't really say that. They must have something. It's a big country. Yeah, I don't know every. I don't know every nook of it. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a reason why. You, like, they, I suppose it's because you can't have the motor in the. No, water. yeah, it'll just get chopped up with all the shit in there, and for yeah. and for shallow water as well. So it goes yeah. shallow, deep, shallow, deep, and yeah, and you probably you know go over land a little bit as well. So yeah, that's uh, that's what they're for. Swamp boats. I had no idea what they were called until this episode. Like, what are they called again? The, well, I was like fan boats. Fan boats. 
fan boats. I don't know. I, I don't, like that. I don't know about running running from a crocodile in one of those. Like I reckon a crocodile would just tear one of those things apart. Probably the noise would scare them away anyway, I'd imagine. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to find out. <laughs> alligators, Eddie, the alligators. No, I'm talking about in Australia. Oh, yeah. We don't have alligators, we have crocodiles. And crocodiles are a bit more ferocious than alligators, apparently. Are they? Yeah. I thought they're both just as pissed off as each other, aren't they? I don't know. Steve Irwin used to love his alligators. Yeah. Because they're a bit more placid than the, than the crocs. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to jam my thumb in its butt on him. This should really piss it off. Oh, yeah, that pissed it off. Oh, i got to be careful. Wow. All right. Uh, anything else you want to do? I think we'll go into question time. Yeah, we'll go into question time. the question. All right. Who's, oh, am I asking the questions this time? Um, I can ask the questions. Okay. You ask the questions. Okay, Jared. Which character was your favorite? I like Hooks. Yeah? I liked her bit extra screen time. Mm, I went with Tackleberry because I, uh, I, yeah. I liked his mixture, like his combination of camo Hawaiian shirt holiday <laughs> attire. I did like her, her church dress that she was wearing. <laughs> Hooks in her yeah. church dress. She looked like she'd just come from from church. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she had the soul glow hair going a little bit too. Yeah. <laughs> Not as greasy though. Not as greasy, but it was definitely a little bit of soul glow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Favourite scene? Tuckleberry at the, gr- at the gun range was probably the best scene, I think. Uh, a couple of scenes with um, Michael Winslow doing his deep... Love Doctor voice was also good. I'll probably go with Lassard causing havoc, just walking through the airport and the golf balls falling out of his bag. <laughs> just being completely oblivious and to being what's going on. completely oblivious to everything <laughs> that's it, going on. He's pretty much like that throughout the whole movie, completely oblivious. oblivious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Favourite prank? Dork. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I have. It's pretty as much well. the only. There wasn't really a lot of pranks in this, was there? Um, the only other one that I'd probably the give airplane? a mention to is the aeroplane. Yeah, which kind of just fell on their lap. They didn't really do anything with that one, did they? they yeah. And you'd actually see them do that, do anything. Like you, you just notice, like you just see him get the the phone call from Proctor, and then he said, "Oh, do this," and then we don't see anything. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's sort of the thing. You're supposed to just see them sitting in the cargo plane with all the animals. Yeah. <laughs> and then they arrive and there's a little party there waiting for them. Yeah, yeah, because uh, the press have got nothing better to do than see a, a, a... That's the other thing that's really weird about this movie is that there's all this press. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? You're, you've got all this press at a conference? Just yeah. a police conference. A police yeah. conference? Like a police officer? Just for like, a captain? Yeah, uh, landing. I, I do like when they were in the plane, and it looks like they were just throwing chickens at them. Yes. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. the chickens are just landing on them, and I can tell yeah. they're just being thrown. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I, as I said, I had the dork one. Yeah, dork. That's the best. Yeah. One. Okay. Uh, best stunt. 
I think the water skiing stunts. Oh yeah, were there. that's what I've got. Yeah, as there well. really wasn't. Again, there really wasn't much stunts in this. Like it yeah. was nothing. There was a one that um, Lassard, uh, Nick Lassard, did that I thought was a stunt double changeover when he jumped from the stairs onto the ground and got up above the. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed really unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, so unnecessary. <laughs> Freeze, and he just leaps down and then and then pops up and. Okay, I almost thought that it was a, a stunt double. I had to rewatch it to think. Oh no, it was actually him who jumped down there and did that. It was probably almost like a dick measuring thing where he wanted to do a big stunt and that—that's all they'd let him do. <laughs> yes. Yep. I want to hang from a helicopter. But no, you can jump from the stairs onto a mattress. All right, you get. That's all you get. Yeah, that there weren't a lot of. No, there was nothing. Even really. though there was that long chase scene, there weren't that many. Yeah, again, you can't like those things. I they go fast and they make a lot of noise, but you can't do a whole lot with them. You can't do go off jumps yeah. and backflips, and there's not a whole lot to uh, yeah do. Yeah, throw in a uh, crocodile wrestling scene to make it more interesting. Yeah, with a very very fake <laughs> alligator. <laughs> alligator, Jared, not a croc. Alligator. I was an alligator. I'm sorry. Which apparently, um, Bubba Smith was absolutely shit scared an alligator would get him when he did that scene. <laughs> As soon as it cut, he was like, out of there. I'm done. Yeah, I don't blame him. And who gets the wooden spoon? Oh, Nick. Nick the dick. Lassard. Okay. Oh, I was just going to go with Tony. 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 Hey, Tony. Come on. Tony, come. The, the jewelry. The chew, jewelry I'm chewing thief. them the gum. It's like a, yeah. almost, like, almost like a Burt Reynolds sort of impersonation a little yeah. bit. And, you know, and he's two henchmen. Like oh, that were just cartoon Igor character. and Boris or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was sugar, 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 and, sugar and mouse. Sugar and mouse. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what they're called. Sugar and mouse. Hey, come on, boss. Come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, That's the actual character's yeah. name. Was sugar, sugar and, and boss. And, I'm sure I saw those characters on Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. Come on, boss. Eh, shut up. Why don't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and who gets the Oscar? Uh, George Gaines gets the Oscar, I think. I, 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 he's such a sweet old man, isn't he? Yeah, that's that's who I gave it to as well. Yeah. In this one, he gets a lot of lot, lots of screen time in this one. He does, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then saves the day, and um, yeah. once yeah. once he realizes it's not a <laughs> thing, he's like, oh, oh, really? <laughs> and realizes he's actually in danger. He saves himself. Yeah, <laughs> you could have done, done it the whole, whole time. time. Yeah, it just no, uh, no. Nah, nah, oh, it keeps doing the big obvious wink. I'm doing a wink to you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you hear that? Is yeah, that a loud I, wink? I can no. hear that. <laughs> uh, and what do you rate this episode out of ten using something from the movie? I will give it three ripped, ass ripped wetsuits. Okay. Uh, I'm probably going to give it four super shiny silver swimsuits. Oh, they were super shiny, weren't they? <laughs> super, super shiny. Super shiny. Super snug. <laughs> uh, she's like, I was actually married to Wayne Gretzky. Oh, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. And she had barely did anything. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's amazing. Some of these uh, are well, not amazing, but uh, some of these actors, like the, the henchmen had really done nothing and uh, – um, and her as well. So, uh, yeah. Although um, uh, the actor who plays Nick Lassard and Steve Gutenberg would eventually work together in uh, a TV show okay. called something. I don't know. Look it up. Ballers. 
bought. <laughs> I already saw that. You saw that one? Yeah. I was like, Ballers. I don't. Do you know how much I care about that? Yeah. Not at all. No. Not at all. Do not care. Who made Lance Kinsey a star? <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, oh, and like final thing, the director did make a little guest appearance. Oh uh, yeah. He was a, a smoking guy. Ah, okay. That gets yeah. that gets yeah. the part of the hooks. Um, Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. She does that so many times. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> where it happens like three times. I kind of get the feeling everyone was having a good laugh watching the director getting hosed like that, though. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone jumps, stands up, and starts uh, cheering. Yeah. All <laughs> uh, right, Eddie. Uh, is, there, is there any last last things you wanted to add? Not really. I'd no. just, what, would you recommend this to a friend? Not really. No. I'd say go up to four and that's that's all you need to see. Um, if you even need to see them at all, really. <laughs> uh, look, you grew up with these films. So, look, there's there's something, some sort of nostalgia there that you, you're always going to come back to. But otherwise, really, yeah, these, as we said before, these aren't sort of cinema snub classics or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's no ph- philosophical meaning behind it. No, any of no, you're not going to find much. Just, <laughs> just bum and titty jokes. That's all. That's all it's going to be. Their, right. their audience was thirteen year old boys. Yeah, yeah. And it's a oh, look. It's an interesting sort of product of their time of what these were comedy films and but these were popular comedy films too. Let's let's not kid around. I mean, uh, even comedy films probably don't get budgets like these anymore. You know, so fifteen million for a comedy, not bad really. Like uh, comedy films aren't even released in cinemas anymore. So yeah, yeah, because they don't make money. No, and this one made three times as money. So it did something right. Yeah. All right, well, uh, let's just wrap this up, Eddie. Okay, well, I hope you have enjoyed listening to us tonight. We are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. And I'm Edwina. And you can find us, Eddie, on where? You can find us at... You can find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. There is a Facebook group. And you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com. And... If you want to help us out, follow the socials. Uh, there's a link tree on the socials to our merch store. All right. Yes. So, shout us a like, comment, anything you want at all. We'll catch you next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.